Sooner or later, when you least expect it, there comes a point of no return, a dead end from which there seems no escape, a moment in time, a moment of crisis. I'm sorry, Mr. Holland. The management says no credit. No credit? Do you happen to know who I am? Oh, yes, sir. I've enjoyed your movies many times. And you say no credit? I'm sorry, sir, but you owe us 8000 So what? Well, it's just a house policy, Mr. Holland. House policy? Look, that's fine for these yokels. Please, here, but... please, keep your voice down. Oh, uh, good evening, Mr. Holland. Uh, something I can do for you? Yes, there's something you can do for me. Tell this cashier of yours that I pay my debts. I've gambled all over the world, and I think you can trust Eric Holland. Uh, why did we step inside my office? Or maybe you don't want my business. Uh, you're always welcome here, Mr. Holland. Well, that cashier of yours treats me as if I were some uh, kind... He's just following orders. The house policy... Oh, is... I know, I know. No credit. Well, it just happens that I've made a couple of investments earlier today, and my checking account is short. Now, is that any reason why I shouldn't come in here, as I've been doing almost every afternoon since Connie and I brought this show to town? Uh, of course not. All we ask is that our customers pay their losses. Well, haven't I? Not for three nights. Well, I've uh, hit a little streak of bad luck. I understand, but you see, when they win, our customers expect us to pay them on the spot. Uh, when they lose, we expect them to pay uh, on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've extended our courtesies to you for two nights. You're a celebrity, Mr. Holland, and I'd bend over backwards to see you're accommodated, but uh, I can't extend any longer. You understand. Yeah. Well, I... I haven't got it with me. That's all there is to it. Uh, how about your bank, sir, in Los Angeles, or perhaps some other arrangement? Like what? Well, I was thinking of Miss Fay. You leave my wife strictly out of this. Is that clear? Strictly out of this. My gambling debts are my own affair. I see. I'm good for the 8000 You know that. I'm sure you are. It'll just take some time, that's all. Uh, as I said, I, I'm low on cash today because of those... Investments, uh, yes. Well, so how long do I have? Well, we'll be reasonable. Uh, how long did your play run? Two more weeks. All right. Oh, but you'll have it before then, I'm sure. Good. Well, is that all right, then? Fine. And, of course, in the meantime... Yes? Cash, Mr. Holland. Cash only. In a town next door to Reno, film star Eric Holland is appearing in summer stock with his glamorous wife, none other than Constance Fay herself. But as so often occurs in these Hollywood marriages, one star twinkles brighter than the other. In the case of Eric Holland, it's his wife whose brilliance eclipses his. So he's been spending his afternoons at a gambling casino. And as you heard, luck has turned against him. What would you do if you owed a casino $8,000? Not, I hope, what Eric decides to do. In our story tonight on crisis called Comedy in Three Acts. But it turns out to be anything but a comedy for Eric and Constance. As we'll see when crisis returns with Act One in just a moment.
It's an hour before curtain time at the Sage and Sand Summer Theater. And in their nearby apartment, red-headed Constance Fay is packing her makeup kit. Still lovely at 41, she smiles as she hears the door open and Eric returns. Hi, darling. Hello, love. Have a nice time? Oh, pretty good. What's these papers here? The Times from L.A. Someone came over and reviewed us. Oh? Oh, where? There, it's turned to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Faye and Holland Sparkle in Desert Theater. Hmm. Constance Faye and Eric Holland co-star in the durable comedy in three acts, Bell, Book, and Candle at the Sage and Sand on the outskirts of Reno. Miss Faye, looking lovelier than ever, turns in a thoroughly bewitching performance as Gillian, the modern witch. Holland is a lively Shepard Henderson with more vitality than anyone we've seen in the role since Rex Harrison. Isn't that great? Well, I suppose that's a compliment. Now, what's got you in a mood? Oh, nothing. Eric, I wonder if I ought to wear the diamond earrings for the third act. Oh, I don't know. Why? Well, Gillian's been outside. She's not a witch anymore. She's more conventional. Oh, but she isn't any richer. No, that's right. You're right. I'll stick to the costume jewelry. You want to dress up? I don't know. Maybe that's it. On Monday, we'll do the town. You can wear all of Cleve Parker's trinkets. Oh, come on. I shouldn't have brought them at all. Look, I'm ready to go. Oh. Uh, why don't you go ahead and drive over? Uh, I've got to shower again. It must be 110 outside. Well, how are you going to get to the theater? Well, a taxi, of course. All right, darling. See you there. Mm. And there it is. Plain as the nose on my face. There's the answer. You want to give it to me again, Mr. Holland? Well, I, I was just coming out of the shower, and naked as a baby, and there was this man in the middle of the bedroom. With dark glasses on. Enormous, big, dark glasses. And he had Connie's jewelry case and my wallet. But he dropped my wallet when he saw me. Hmm. But he already had the money out of it. And he went for the door. And he went for the door, and... Well, obviously, I couldn't chase him out in public. No, I don't know. Everybody's streaking these days. Yeah. Well... Chief, what more can I tell you? Well, you have to get over to the show, and I can come back tomorrow and get any other details. Now, I'll be glad to drive you over in my car if you're ready. Well, I'm uh, ready as I'll ever be, I guess. Uh, look, Chief Pringle. Uh, Hingle. Uh, Hingle, I'm sorry. Hingle. Uh, look, can we just not tell my wife about it until after the show? Well, that's up to you. Well, $50,000 worth of necklace, earrings, bracelets gone... I... I don't know what she'd do. She's a great trooper, but... Uh... Sure, I understand. No need to burden her with it now. Oh, thank you so much. While you're doing your play, if it's all right with you, I'll just have my fingerprint man come over here and dust your apartment for prints. Oh, uh, sure, sure, anything you like. Oh, yeah, I'll give you the key. Here. And I'll radio the fellow's description from the car as we go. Hey, we better get moving. Don't want to make you late for your curtain. Is that what they say? <laughs> That's what they say. I'll get it. Good morning, Mr. Holland. Oh, uh, Chief... Uh, Hingle. Just think of Jingle and put an H in front of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, come in. 
Connie, uh, this is the chief of police. And George Hingle, Miss Faye. I can't tell you how proud I am to meet you. Well, thank you. Uh, how did you and Eric get acquainted? I uh, haven't told her yet. Oh, I see. What? Told me what? I didn't see any point in alarming you before the show, and you were so beat afterwards that I thought I'd... I'd what? Just... Good Lord, what's happened? Uh, there's been a larceny here in your apartment, ma'am. Oh, it's, it's very stupid. Uh, while I was taking my shower last night before the show, some burglar got in and... Uh, well, he, he got your jewels. Oh, no. They're gone. He took my money, too. Well, did you get a look at him? No, not a very good one, I'm afraid. Oh, it just makes me sick. They were given to her by her former husband and our very good friend, Cleve Parker. Well, for God's sake. Oh, that makes me sick. Well, I expect you have them well insured, so if you haven't informed your insurance company, I'd do that pretty quick. Insurance? Oh, I, I hadn't even thought of that. Oh, yes. Cleve insure them for me, and all oh, poor Cleve. Well, if you should remember anything about the suspect, you give me a shot, Mr. Holland. Well, yes, yes, I'll do that, Chief. And don't forget to call your insurance company. Right, I'll do that right now. Thanks, Chief. Oh, I'm so sorry, darling. Oh, I'm so ashamed of myself. I didn't even think what he might have done to you. Oh, he never touched me, but uh, he did get away with all my cash. How much? Oh, a good deal. I'd been winning over at the casino yesterday. Oh, no. How much did he get? Over 8000 8000 Yes. Well, I'll never see it again. Oh, what's the insurance company for the diamonds, love? Oh, I, I have it here in my, in my purse somewhere. Uh, here. Oh, I'll call them right now. I'll see who it is. Oh, hi, Pauline. Connie. Oh, dear. I just heard the dreadful news, and I came right over. Are you all right? Is there anything I can do? Well, the police were just here. I just saw George. Well, Eric's calling the insurance company right now. Uh, hello? Yes, uh, let me talk to your loss department. That's right. We have a loss to report. Hello, Pauline. Oh, Eric, I'm so sorry. Actually, I'm so ashamed for our town. Oh, nonsense. Good Lord, this sort of thing happens every ten minutes in lo uh, Hello? Yes, yes, this is Eric Holland calling. You carry insurance on some jewelry of my wife's, I believe? Uh, Constance Fay. That's right. Yes, I have the account number. It's the letter D, as in David, 3718-448-9511- and the letter G for George. I don't know how on earth you could go on last night. Oh, what troopers you both are. Well, actually, Eric didn't tell me about it until this morning, just now. What? Uh, you will? Well, how soon will that be? Oh, I see. Yeah, all right, all right. Yes, we are at area code 702-772-1529. That's right. All right, yes, thank you. Oh. Oh, all these numbers drive you crazy. Well, thank God for insurance. Yes, thank God. It is not the money. I mean, the jewelry was irreplaceable. Oh, of course it was, darling. They're going to call me back. Oh, have you had breakfast? We just got up when the chief knocked on our door. <laughs> Great way to wake up. Oh, George is just thrilled to death to get to meet you, you know. George? Oh, didn't you know he's my brother? I wonder if he took anything else. Well, who's your brother? George Hingle. What? George is my brother, the chief. <laughs> well, that's a small world. Hello? Yes? 
Oh, all right, go ahead. It's the insurance company. Oh. Your... Your records say what? You've got to be kidding. What is it? Listen, Mr. Parker is a very good friend of ours, and... Well, I'm sure he never would have let anything like that happen. He did? Good Lord. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you. Eric, what did they say? Cleve hasn't made a premium payment on that insurance since a year ago, April. The insurance has lapsed. So far, so bad. Eric Holland fakes the theft of his wife's jewelry, expecting to cash in on the insurance, only to find there isn't any insurance. What next? Down to the laundry room in the apartment they're renting, to the cubbyhole where he hid the jewel case last night, and then out to the car with it, and into Reno. Almost. Oh, Mr. Holland. Can I see you for a second? Oh, my God. Hi. Hello, Chief. Uh, that it? What? Well, that black leather case. Can I have a look inside? Oh, what? Thank you. Ooh, we. Uh, look, there's a there's a very simple explanation for a very simple cop. That it. Uh, listen, it, it it was a harmless deception. No, no, it wasn't, Mister Holland. No, it wasn't. It was one, grand larceny. Two, making a false charge. Three, attempt to defraud. Oh, that's ridiculous. Four. What you were just about to do was to try to fence stolen merchandise. Oh, you're out of your mind. Brockland's jewelry called us. Said a fellow called them and find out if they bought cut diamonds. I figured it had to be you. Who do you think you are? Just a cop. Look, Hingle. Be human. I'm up to my ears at a casino. Uh, the Sunset Casino. For $8,000. You know that, too? Yep. You're going about it all wrong, you know. What do you mean? Well, piling three wraps on top of the first one. I, I, I know, I know. All I could think of was, how am I going to pay back that 8000 No, just what you mean. Like, when you tell a lie, and then you got to tell a bigger one to cover that first one, and then a bigger one to cover that one, and so on, ad nauseum. Oh, you're, you're incredible. No. Just a hayseed cop with book learning. Don't you... Don't you wish you could just turn back the clock to last night and put the jewel case back and forget the whole thing? I'd still owe the eight grand. Suppose through the efforts of the local constabulary, your wife's jewels are found. Ah, that would kind of put everything back the way it was, wouldn't it? Except for the eight grand. Well... That's your problem. I figure you can solve that eventually, but uh, you get busted for grand larceny and attempted fraud, your career's just about had it, wouldn't you say? What are you getting at? Oh, suppose you let me have the jewels. In about a week, say, uh, I discover them in, uh, let's see, ah, a locker at the trailway station. 
Yeah. Your lovely wife identifies them. She gets them back, and the case is closed. With appropriate press and television coverage. Hey, that's beautiful. Uh, would you actually do that? On one condition. Yeah. This is <laughs> going to sound pretty cheeky of me, but... Uh, well, you know, Pauline Eckert, the lady who plays Miss Holroyd in Bell Book and Candle... Well, she's my uh, sister. Uh, she mentioned it, yes. And uh, she's been understudying Miss Faye's part. Yes. Oh, oh no. You're not asking that, are you? Your choice, Mr. Holland. I'm to get Constance Faye to give up her part to a, a local amateur? Oh, just once. Just for one night. She'd never do it. Even to keep you out of prison? Look, Jingle, truth time. Okay. Constance must never know about my gambling debts. Never. Oh? Oh, yeah. That's why you reported $8,000 stolen out of your wallet. That would explain why you'd need some of her insurance money. You catch on. Well, the only other thing that comes to mind is if... Miss Faye was to fall ill for one night. My own wife? Well, what do you suggest I do, poison her? Uh, you know better than that, Mr. Holland. Say, i got to get on about my business. Uh, just keep this little black jewel box for a week. And uh, let's hope Miss Constance Faye gets one of them 24-hour bugs that's going around. You hear? <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't know where we'd be without the Hingle family. You, Chief, tracking down that thief and finding the jewels, and your sister, ready to step in when that whatever it was hit me. Oh, you just made me the happiest woman in Nevada, Constance. Oh, to try to fill your shoes on you that... You did beautifully. Oh, well, I'm only sorry to say that Polly's big moment had to come at the expense of your health, Miss Faye, but all's well that ends well. Well, you astound me, George. Now you're quoting Shakespeare. Am I? Say, was your wife really sick? Oh, believe it. What was that stuff you had me give her? Oh, some stuff we give the drunks. Makes them sicker than dogs. Eric, Eric. Uh, yes, love? Now, don't forget your promise. Oh, I won't forget. Uh, oh, what time is it? The store closes in half an hour. Well, we've got a little errand, folks, so um, if you'll excuse us. Uh, well, we'll be running along. Do you think, if we should ever get to Hollywood... Oh, by all means, look us up. Well, we just might do that. Well, bye-bye, folks. And uh, George, uh, thanks again for everything. Oh, don't mention it, old buddy. <laughs> See ya. Did we give you enough time to examine the, um... Oh, yes. Yes, I have the jewelry right here for you. Mm-hmm. Beautiful work. They are lovely, aren't they? Bet you were glad to get them back. Glad? You have no idea. Well, if you'll give us your appraisal of their true value, we'll take out insurance immediately. Certainly. Well, I'd uh, place the value of this collection right at uh, $90. $90? $90? Well, that's for the mountings. Uh, the stones, of course, are just glass. Think of the thoughts that are running through Eric Holland's mind right now. What happened to the genuine gems? When was the switch made? 
During that week that Chief Hingle had them in his possession, Eric isn't about to go back and accuse Hingle of anything, lest Hingle bring up Eric's little plot. And then there's still that $8,000 he owes. <laughs> Gives a man something to think about, doesn't it? Comedy in three acts featured Betta St. George, Paul Herlinger, Ross Perry, Pat French, John Pricer, and Mark Wayne. 